What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions Podcast. We are your hosts, A Mets and B Pimp. We're at episode number 67. B Pimp, what's up with you? I always try to think of a nice, cool thing about the number of the episode, but I don't have anything for 67, so I'll just say hi. I think that is that's plenty fair. Hi is will more than suffice. I don't have anything to say about 67 either, other than we've killed it for 66 episodes, and we're going to do it for a 67th. Yeah, well, that's that's damn straight. Yeah, and you know what we've got to talk about that I think our listeners are going to be like super engaged and psyched about is the best sports video games of all time. So the folks at home may know, sometimes we talk sports. Sometimes we talk video games. We're combining those two things to talk about sports video games. What more could you want? Not since the episode of Cheap Beers have I felt as qualified to rank something as I do with sports video games. Oh, same. Um, and I will say this. There's one more thing we are qualified to rank and talk about. And that's what I'm going to talk about right now, and that's whiskey. And I've got a hell of a whiskey that I want to try. So I'm finally, I'm off the Glenroths, which is what I've been reviewing um, all summer. We've, I've reviewed the, the Sherry Cask Reserve, the Bourbon Cask Reserve, and the Vintage Reserve. And I am on to something else, but it's also a scotch. So, You're going scotch crazy. I know. For me, this has been the summer of scotch. <laughs> Not just the summer whiskey. of whiskey sessions and scotch. Yeah, no, exactly. But the whiskey I am trying is Cuddy Sark. I've heard of this. Yeah, I. It's, it's known for sure, but we haven't tried it. Uh, I, I've got just a real little sampler bottle of it. Uh, which I like. It's um, so it's a product of Scotland, and on the top of the bottle it says, "The spirit of adventure lives in us all. It is the courage of our convictions, the mark of true character, and the desire to be different. It is the original easy drinking Scotch." So it's out of Glasgow, um, and I guess I'll be the judge of that. I'm trying to find the proofage on it, and honestly, I don't know. And it doesn't... What? Oh, wait. It's it's in it in really tiny font. Which... I was going to say, you could start your um, smelling and tasting process, and I would look. But if you found it, go ahead. I found it. It is another 40%er. So I've had... This will be my fourth straight 40%er. Uh, I've got a little 50 milliliter bottle. Um, so I love it when I can find the baby bottles. But here we go. I, I'm giving it the quick smell test. See how it lines up. It definitely smells what? like a scotch. Not okay. gonna lie, it smells strongly like a scotch. You get that, and when you say that, it's like a. I call it peat moss, but it's like a. It's like you're smelling a tree. Yeah, a little bit of that. I almost feel like I have some burn in the smell itself. So you're already drunk from the smell. Probably. Well, I'm definitely already drunk. I don't know if it's from the smell. <laughs> so let's see. I'm gonna give it a give it a taste on the rocks and see how it lines up. I'm very curious about this because this is a name I know. It's a unique name, but I know the name, so I want to hear if it's good. You know what's weird about it is, so this was a name I knew, and I thought I knew it because it was cheap. I actually don't think it tastes that cheap to me. I uh, heard I I associate it with high quality in my mind. 
Yeah, I actually... Ooh, this is a tough one. I don't know that I've ever had a tougher decision than this one. If I'm being truthful. I'll, okay, so... It's got, like, a nice little burn, but it sits well in the back of the throat. No bad aftertaste. I actually think the taste of it is fairly full-bodied. But I can also tell there's a funny, like, almost syrupy note to it. Which makes me think it's like when you put cornstarch in some kind of ingredient, or in some kind of dish to, like, artificially thicken it. It feels like they kind of did that with whatever is in this that has a syrupy note. But you're not talking about syrup like Southern Comfort. No, 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 no. Uh, not, not nearly to that level. But there's something there, and I can tell. I'm going to give it one more sip and make my final decision. I like this two-sip rule. It's thorough quality taste testing. Yeah. It's got, like, a slightly tinny aftertaste that I'm not loving. So I guess I'm going to stick to my reputation, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to give it the boot. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not that bad. Um, the two last boots that I've had have been fine. It's just that at this point, we've tried a lot of whiskeys. And credit to, we mentioned it one time if we've mentioned it a hundred times, Vodka Ron put such a great list for us together that we can give to our listeners to really let them know all the whiskeys that we've tried and which are good. At this point, there are a lot of good whiskeys, and I am not going to recommend what I think is a middle-of-the-road-to-mediocre whiskey, so I'm going to give Cuddy Sark the boot. I respect your willingness to give things the boot, and I would like to try this one myself, but that's, hey, there you go. That's it. It's it's booted. Yeah, I will say, even for a scotch, it's particularly light in color. Very light brown. Very light. It's almost, I mean, the bottle is tinted in a way that I couldn't really tell, but it's really light. But yeah, no, I'm sorry, I can't recommend it. Um, to the folks at home, if all you have is Cuddy Sark, then you could do worse. But I have to give it the boot. All right, so for this episode, we are talking about the top five sports video games. This was a fun list to put together, but I, I will say, B-Pimp, this was not actually a hard list to put together for me. What about you? Nope. Three of my five are games I still play to this day with great regularity the other two were were nostalgia picks and it was solid i do have a couple honorable mentions but it was a fun one yeah i I definitely have some serious nostalgia picks in there but um not only uh, mostly nostalgia but still uh, a lot of good games in there uh let's get to it then these are our top five all-time sports video games more than four less than six it's the top five all right, B-Pimp, what do you have for your number five? My number five is RBI Baseball 4. Ooh, I like it. When did that come out? It is, I believe, a 1992 Sega Genesis game. Oh, holy cow. It is a fantastic baseball game. It was my most played game of my youth when I was a youth. And the only reason it's not higher is because there's another baseball game nearer and dearer to my heart that I've talked about, but I had to include it, so there you go. I think that's totally fair, and, like, I have, I mean, I wouldn't say, basketball is definitely my favorite sport, 
But baseball video games can be really great. And there's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah, there's some, the, the reason I like them so much is um, something about like the length of the season lends itself to like really deep. You can get really deep into those games. Oh, so yeah. um, that's why I like them, because you could spend a lot of time on them. Without a doubt. All right, my number five is a very recent pick, but I played almost the season, a full season with it. I was like actually kind of mirroring the current NBA season, um, but I made my own team. So this is NBA 2K19, I should say, for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm sure for any system it's fine. That's just the version I have. But I originally made myself on the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, and it was mostly the Pelican team. I had Anthony Davis. I did a few trades here and there. Then decided and realized I actually can relocate my team mid-season. So I did that. I moved them to Seattle, called them the Supersonics, did one of their default logos, which is like a jet. So it's a little bit like a supersonic jet would be. But now it's been great to play. I'm the Supersonics. I'm the point guard. And I've got Anthony Davis. I've got Nico Miritich, who was, when I got the game, on the Pelicans, but is still on the Supersonics in my book. Uh, Julius Randle and uh, Drew Holiday. It's my starting lineup. I've got some good bench players. I picked up Jamal Crawford. Uh, I've got Nick Stauskas. And my backup center is Jaleel Okafor. And as of me recording this, we're in the second round of the playoffs. I love Nick Stauskas. Sas Castillo. He's great. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know if he's actually playing in the league right now. Yeah, he was on the Blazers. Okay. All right, well, that's good to hear. He's, but he's, he's really our sixth man, maybe seventh on the Sonics of NBA 2K19. I try to get as many three-point shooters as possible. All right, what is your number four? Number four for me is another NBA game, but it's from a long time ago. It is NBA Action 94 for Sega Genesis. Ooh, interesting. I don't think I've ever played any of the NBA action games. This game was my first... Before the NBA Live games entered my life in the mid-90s, this was my first deep simulation basketball game where they had, like, attention to detail, like, ratings that were, you know, 30 categories deep, and the only thing missing was Michael Jordan wasn't in there because that was like the strike or the year where he retired or whatever. Uh-huh. So they had shooting guard 99 on the Bulls. And you can just <laughs> rename them and all the stats were correct. Um, but it was it was so good. I loved it. I played it nonstop. It was the heyday of the Bulls dynasty right after Jordan retired and they had won through championships. And I. But I played as all the teams, like, so much fun. I just remember playing, I remember playing as the Spurs because I love David Robinson and had a lot of fun with that game. That, no, I, I, I love some old NBA games and I've got a couple on my list, but it's, I'd be curious to try that one. All right, my number four is Wii Sports uh, and particularly bowling. I mean, the, po- the whole package comes with multiple sports. But Wii Sports Bowling, I feel like, was part of what launched the Nintendo Wii to be successful in the first place. It was just, like, simple and perfect. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sad to say I have a Wii, and I have this game, and I never got into the Wii games. I, so this is one where I have, a, I have a blind spot. I would say, you know, 
it might not hurt to revisit it. If at the end of the day it's not for you, then it's not for you. But I once I got into Wii Bowling, it's pretty great. I remember it being fun to like try to put spin on the ball and stuff. So I know it has its merits. Yeah. Um, all right. What is your number? F- uh, what are we on? Four? Three. Three. Number three. My number three is NCAA football 2008 for the Xbox. Ooh. Specific. I like it. And it's specific for a reason. It's because this game, in in uh, concert with the next entry on my list, are two games that I play to this day. I don't think they've been topped for the medium, which is college football game. Um, the, you can simulate seasons endlessly. There's like a player discipline system where the kids like you know don't go to class, and you have to like decide how much to suspend them you can do recruiting there's like a deep recruiting system with points they've got all the real players they've got all the coaches all the real uniforms everything is real it's endlessly fun you could play as like division three teams you could play as the richmond spiders it's so (laughs) much fun i love it that i that's interesting like the the angle of them telling you like what you should do if the kids don't go to class no, it makes it adds into the game. Like normally, I'd be like, "Well, shut up," because kids can do whatever they want. You, you fascist pigs. But it plays into the game because that is what happens in real life college football. Yeah, that's like kind of fascinating. I like that angle. So you could be going into a bowl game and your best player gets busted at a party, and you have to suspend them. Otherwise, if you don't do it, the ramification is you can't recruit anyone because you get fines from the NCAA. Wow. Huh. All right, I'm sold. I would try it. All right, my number three is Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball for the Super Nintendo. Uh, This is the one I racked up a bill for at the hotel. Yeah, I mean, okay, I love a lot of things about this game. The first thing I love about it is it didn't have uh, the MLB PA, at least, license. So it did not have real Major League Baseball players, except for Ken Griffey Jr. But the game made pains to make sure that they recreated every player. uh, And you could rename all the players pretty easily. So a lot of times, like, I, before I owned this game, I would constantly rent it from Blockbuster or some other video game store. And it was always great if I got the version where somebody already went through all the teams and did that. Holy crap, I never even thought of that. Yeah, and it, like, uh, a lot of times I got lucky with that, and so it was it was great. But that game was just amazing. That was how I fell in love with baseball video games. Yeah, I mean, his he had a good eye for picking who to play, who to partner up with for video games, because he had another one that's on my honorable mentions that's top-notch. Yeah, it's, uh, no, great game. Uh, what is your number two? This goes in com- in companion in concert with my last pick. It's Madden NFL 2008 for the Xbox. Ooh. You could export the draft classes from NCAA to Madden, so you get real players in a draft that you could draft in the NFL. That's actually pretty it's, kick-ass. It's the best! You could do up to eight seasons. So you could start a franchise, simulate through the seasons, and you get real players from the NCAA in the NFL draft for eight years. It's the height of sports simulation. Everything about it is great. The Xbox had a quick loading times. 
you could customize everything. Um, it had all everything is real except for Bill Belichick didn't license himself, so you have New England Patriots coach. But other than that, it's the best, and I still play it, and I will never play another NFL game. Wow. Uh, no, that's good to know. I used to. I didn't put any Madden games on my list. Uh, though the one I kind of thought about was Madden 64 because that's one of the few ones I owned. Actually, I think it's the only one I ever owned. But what I loved about Madden 64 was it was not licensed. Which The original Madden 64 wasn't? No. It was so weird. Like, you would pick your teams, um, and it would be, like, Seattle, but they wouldn't show its logo. They would just show, like, the colors, like green and blue, versus... And they wouldn't even say New England. They'd say, against Foxborough. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm looking this up as we're talking, because I'm so intrigued. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Uh, oh, yeah, it says it doesn't use any real NFL team names or logos. No. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it was a fun game, though, but I, it, it was, like, the weirdest part about it. And all I remember is it would usually use the city name, but for some reason for New England, they just said Foxborough. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number two is NBA Courtside 2 featuring Kobe Bryant for the Nintendo 64. Oh, I hated the NBA courtside game. <laughs> I, you know what? I've heard this. They were from, so clunky. I've heard this from other people too, but I will say, like, there is not a basketball game I played more than this one, and maybe this is purely a nostalgia pick. But I loved the way this game played. I created like an entire league of people, so I like, um, I had like a league of eight teams. You could create all these teams. You could make it so the teams only played each other. And it was, like, just the one thing I remember about this game in particular that kind of drove me nuts is that it could not, like, graphically do alley-oop dunks correctly at all. Like, you would just throw an alley-oop and the person would, like, bat it in the hoop instead of dunk it. Which is not what will happen when we play the tequila aficionado. Oh, my God. People. We're going to be alley-oop dunking them to until they never think about tequila ever again but i will say rim rocking no stopping oh like not i don't even for their sake i hope we don't play make it take it because they will never get the ball they won't get the ball they're gonna walk home yeah in 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 sadness oof boy that's gonna be sad uh they'll be licking the salt from their wounds which i'm sure is what they do currently with their crappy tequila that they drink and then they're going to throw it over their shoulder. Yeah, and then squirt a lime on those wounds. And then cry, and then get dunked on again, because we followed them home. Yeah, nice. What if we, for every basketball court that they pass on their walk home, we dunk on them again? <laughs> I just <laughs> silently throw you an alley-oop, and then we walk <laughs> into the shadows. I like it. <laughs> Alright, but I... I I gotta say, I'm not even sure why anymore, but it's just, I played that game a ton, and I liked it. I actually thought, for me, I thought it controlled better than the live series at the time. Well, you know, there's always a dissenting opinion, and maybe it's me, I don't know. I'm not saying, like, I know what's right. I'm just saying I had those games, and I hated them. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, And I'm not defending the first one. I'm only defending NBA Courtside 2. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I may have only gotten the first one. Okay. I don't remember that one too well. I know I did play it, but I think NBA Courtside 2 nailed it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. 
We are... Are we down to it? Are we up to your number one already? It's my number one. Um, it's obvious. I've talked about it before. It's MVP Baseball 2005. Obvious. For anybody. And whoever disagrees, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are people who don't like it, but it's... I'm still... Like, I don't know how to say... Like, I'm still playing this game to this day, not because I'm a sad... Uh, 30 early 30s man who's trapped in his late teen years it's because it's the best baseball game that was made no i and once you get that good baseball game you gotta stick to it it's so good the only thing's keeping me from like playing it more is that i mean the rosters are dated but it's still fun to do like you could start a new dynasty as any team and say what would have happened if i controlled this team from 2005 onwards so i can go through all the teams and i like to play as like the white Sox, cubs mariners you know like teams i'm more interested in Mm -hmm. but you could do it with anyone and there's a ton of interesting players in it like if i go a long time without playing it and go back to it i'm like i forgot that that guy even played like jeremy reed who the Sox traded to the Mariners for Freddie Garcia. Uh, Every time I go back, I'm like, oh, yeah, he was awesome. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, flamed out when he got to the majors. (laughs) So it's just, it's great. Um, Endless fun. I'm in a big kick of playing it right now. Uh, Still holds up. Like, gameplay is solid. It's not dated. It's not, like, one of those things where you're just like, oh, I got to suffer through this. It's smooth gameplay. Fun baseball game to play. Good pick. My number one is also a baseball game. It's quite a bit different, though, uh, especially on the realism factor. But my number one pick is Super Baseball Simulator 1000 for the Super Nintendo. It, to me, is the first time I played it, I could not believe how fun and great it was. Uh, No MLB teams, like three fake leagues of teams. The third league is... I forget what they call it, like the Ultra League or something like that. But all the players have special powers. Uh, So your hitters could have a power where uh, they cause the ball to turn into a leaf after they hit it. Or it turns into like a rocket baseball. Or it spins the screen when you hit it so it makes it hard to field. Or the shadow disappears when you hit it. Uh, pitchers have like also tons of different options for superpowers. I think I first played it probably when I was like seven or eight and it was just an amazing game. So fun. It's pretty obscure that's, there. Obscure though. I will say that's an awesome, uh, like you're just making me jealous cause I want to play this game. Get, find this game. I don't know if you need to find like a super Nintendo emulator or what, but super baseball simulator 1000. So good. I got a bunch of honorable mentions, so I'm going to rattle through them real quick. Do them. NBA Jam. Hell yeah. PGA 96 for the Genesis. Best golf game ever. Wildlife Country Club Golf. Also an interesting golf game for uh-huh. Nintendo 64. Um, Arch Rivals for Nintendo where you could punch people while you're playing basketball. Love it. Base Wars, which is a robot baseball game for Nintendo. Uh, MLB featuring Ken Griffey Jr. for 64, which is the one that I hadn't played to death oh interesting okay and then two wrestling games the wcw nwo revenge and wwf no mercy for 64 oh shit you know i wasn't even thinking about wrestling games but i love wwf royal rumble for the super nintendo oh yeah i had that on genesis that was a 
awesome game. That was a really good one. Uh, some of my honorable mentions, NBA Jam, as you just mentioned. I like 1080 Snowboarding for the Nintendo 64, as well as Wave Race 64. I don't know if you count that as a sports game. I'm not really sure. Uh, I like both NBA Live 95 and NBA Live 2000. And this, again, not sure it counts as a sports game. I guess it does, but really anything pretty much from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series. I just, when you mentioned Wave Race, I just realized Wave Race and the Tony Hawk games, which I'll pick Tony Hawk 3 as my representative, have to be on there, and you're absolutely correct. Yeah, I think Tony Hawk 3 sounds about right. That's That, I believe, maybe is the first one where you could actually create courses. It was the one, the I had it on Xbox, it's the one where you get the attribute points, and you can get, like, alternate boards and stuff, so it was, like, a really, oh, like, okay. progression-based game. That's the one I loved. Okay. Yeah, I could totally see that. I don't... I, I can't pull apart a lot of the Tony Hawk games from each other, so it's hard to pick just one, but that seems like a good pick to me. Excellent choices. All right. If you have any sports video games that you think we forgot about, let us know on our uh, Twitter, of course. Our handle there is at Whiskey Sessions, and our email address, which is whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, and we got to get to your emails now. Uh, so let's get to it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp, I hate to ask, but what do we have in the old email inbox? Uh, we've got some tequila chumps bothering us again. Oh, boy. They don't ever stop. No. So, uh, I guess after the fake lawsuit was found to be fake... They felt like they still needed to email us, even though we've never responded once. Not one note. Time. Yeah. Um, and so this is from Alex again. He said, LOL, this is so true, guys. I thought you'd especially like it, Ron, my boy, because he copied like eight of his friends on this email. I know. It so says, many people involved. Yeah, I don't understand. So it says, hope the Lord's word helped all you find your way today. Just wanted to share this laugh. Many blessings. Time for some tequila. And it's a meme. The top is... Two Starbucks drinks, and it says millennials drink their crappuccinos and eat tofu and other liberal crap. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned mashed potatoes and hickory pie, which I don't even know what that is. <laughs> then there's a picture of Peter Griffin, and it says, I guess liberals <laughs> lost their sense of taste with all the Tide Pods they ate. Okay. So essentially, this is the lamest and most embarrassing uh, fake conservative meme I've ever seen, or real conservative, because you can't really tell the difference. But that's what we got. I This meme, to me, is pretty on point. I think what I'm realizing that I like the most about it is that the A and crap was start out. Yeah, of all the trash I that they spewed in that meme. just noticed that. <laughs> that's what they decided to edit. Although the A and crappuccinos was not start out. So as well, long no. as it's part of another word, it's fine. You can't accept. You can't expect any consistency in their viewpoints. No, that's a good point. Um, you know what though? Hundred percent right. Millennials do drink their crappuccinos. Yeah, and uh, we all worship at the altar of Peter Griffin because it's two thousand three. <laughs> we sure do. All right. Um, if you have an email that you want to send us, go ahead and hit us up at whiskey sessions music at gmail .com. We'll read it on a future episode. Uh, but until then, have a great whiskey drinking time 
Don't drink shitty tequila. Be pimp. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? Beware the crappuccino. Beware of it. All right. Until next time, this is Dave Metz. And be pimp. Peace out.